Welcome to The Wayfinder Show with Adam Lacey and Luis Hernandez, where guests discuss the why and how of making changes in their life that led them down a greater, more authentic path or allowed them to level up in some area of their life. Our goal is to dig deep and provide not only knowledge, but actionable advice to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Come join us and find the way to your dream life. Lacey here with my friend and partner Luis Hernandez and today I'd like to introduce you Will Talty. Will was born in California and spent the majority of his life helping out with his family's wine business. He lived on a vineyard and helped his dad take care of every process involved in the farming, the vineyard, making the wine with his father as well as selling the wine in the tasting room. He had plans of taking over the family business and got his college degree in wine business but after six months he came to the conclusion that it was not the life that he wanted to live. He made the tough decision to step away from the family wine business and move to Colorado with his now wife to pursue his ambition to invest in real estate. Since then, he has been able to purchase his first property and is utilizing the extra money he makes at his W-2 job to continue to invest and save for more real estate purchases in the future. Will, thanks for joining us, bud. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited for this. Yeah, so are we. So just to dive in, I mean, a lot of people probably dream of running a vineyard, but you decided to, to walk away. Um, that must have been a tough decision for you. What is it about the situation you were in that made you want to want to change it up? Yeah, and it was uh, it definitely was something that, you know, took a, a ton of thought. You know, I was, I was very fortunate to be able to kind of grow up in that environment. Um, kind of take you guys back. I originally was born in San Jose, California, so really, you know, hustle bustle, kind of in the suburbs. Um, you know, I only lived there until I was about six years old, but, you know, my mom wouldn't even let me go outside in our front yard and ride my bike around without, you know, getting me, you know, being worried about me uh, kind of getting kidnapped, something like that. So uh, at the age of six, my my father, you know, he was kind of making one in, a, in our garage in San Jose and it was definitely a big passion of his to one day, you know, have his own operation and, and be able to do that as his full-time job. Um, he was working in that court reporting business where, you know, was making good money, but you know, really wasn't around a lot to spend time with our family. So, you know, he kind of got to the point where he, he was in a position where he, uh, you know, was able to buy a little property up uh, in Sonoma County. Um, and I believe 97 was, uh, was when we were able to do that. But just, you know, plot of land with a little six acre vineyard on it, no no buildings or anything like that. And kind of started out as, you know, we just bought a little little tow behind trailer and we kept it up there. We'd go up there on the weekends and then that uh, transformed into a mobile home being there. Um, you know, loved, you know, got more comfortable there. And then he just got to the point where he's like, man, like, how do I, how do I figure this out so I can just live here and just do this full time? And uh, that was, you know, came to the point he had to make some tough decisions, but decided like, hey, we're going to go for this, you know, sold the house in San Jose, um, you know, started construction on our, uh, you know, started off as the winery was the first building we built on that property. Um, you know, it was a, uh, wanted to get the business kind of up and running first. So we had a revenue stream to kind of support everything, but uh, my whole family of uh, five lived up in the apartment above the winery that was built. It was a little like one bedroom, one bath. Uh, me and my sister shared a bunk bed in the one bedroom. My little brother was in a crib at the time. And uh, my parents blew up an air mattress for like two years in the little like living room area um, as we kind of watched our house being constructed next door. But yeah, it was it was definitely a big, you know, whole family involved kind of decision. And we we're, you know, took every one of us kind of helping out and stuff. So 
it was really, uh, you know, a big part of my life. And, you know, from the age of six till, you know, the end of high school, I lived on that property it was, you know, much better environment. Um, really enjoyed being able to, to go outside and I had some motorcycles and four wheelers and that was really my escape from, from life. And, you know, I really just enjoyed being able to go out and I really enjoyed being a kid. And, uh, you know, with that property, I, uh, really learned how to kind of work for my, you know, money and, uh, you know, from the age of like, you know, basically six years old, my dad started, you know, start working for like five bucks an hour, just helping him with tasks around the house and then started helping him in the vineyard. And, um, you know, as years went on, I kind of, you know, started to learn more and more and became more involved in all those processes. So I really was in, of my siblings, I was kind of the only one that was really, you know, interested in the wine part of the business. Um, so my dad was really, you know, kind of, t- you know, really wanting me to, to get involved and, and be a part of it and continue on, you know, what he had built and, uh, helped him through high school. And we always kind of, you know, had our differences at times, but was always able to kind of work through it. And uh, it wasn't until after college, and I, I did go to school for it, um, studied wine business at Cal Poly, got my uh, degree in that. So mm-hmm. was really in tune with, you know, the, the current wine industry trends at that time. And um, essentially the, the wine business was, it, you know, it always was kind of about as a little passion project. It, it's always been a kind of small boutique style, you know, really small production. So, um wasn't a huge, you know, need for large, you know, expansion, that sort of thing. But when I came in, you know, it was really only producing enough to really sustain his lifestyle. And that was something I, I was, you know, had a serious conversation with about. I was like, hey, you know, I, I really want to come back here and work with you on this, but it's got to work for both of us. And, you know, I have some ambitions of my own and really want to be able to, you know, act on those in my life. And uh, this is kind of when I was really getting into the, you know, development, you know, mindset and, um, you know, really just trying to figure out what I want to do with my life after college. And, uh, you know, it was a great opportunity to be able to stay there. Um, but I had met my now wife in college too. And, you know, we we're both trying to like figure out what we wanted to do with our lives and what we wanted that to look like. And, uh, you know, the wine business was a great, great, you know, thing to be a part of. It's, it's a lovely, you know, beautiful area to be able to be, you know, lo- live in and, and, you know, work in. But, uh, you know, my dad does work like seven days a week for the winery and it is a it is his life and uh it was becoming my life and you know getting away on the weekends was really tough just you know it's a in the hospitality world so um you know you're always working when other people are kind of out having fun and you got to sacrifice that you know that time so and then during the week we had you know vineyard projects going on so it was you know definitely it was something you had to really love doing and uh, to make it worth it for you and that's kind of the decision I came to. I was like, you know, do I want to devote my life to this as he has? And um, really, uh, it was definitely a tough decision to make. But, you know, it was, yeah, about six months after coming back in college, work with him, we, we had some differences. I had, you know, learned a ton of stuff and wanted to try and implement some things. And he didn't really see eye to eye on things. And uh, I just kind of took a step back and I was like, you know, I, do I want to sacrifice my, my father-son relationship just for this business and to continue having this go on? I know. I know everything's going to be tough, but, you know, do I even want this enough to even, you know, go through that and chance that, that relationship and, uh, really just decided to take a step back and, you know, try something else and, uh, kind of been still on that path ever since. And, you know, definitely made some, some big moves since then, as far as, um, you know, kind of take a step back, doing our own thing, figuring out what we really want to do. And, you know, real estate was a big part of that. Um, so I, uh, yeah, past couple of years, um actually moved out to Colorado uh, to pursue real estate because that was something that was really important to us. Uh, rented out here for about a year and then um, kind of was able to get into a, uh, you know, house of our own, our first uh, investment. So, uh, yeah, just continue to work hard and 
seeing where that takes us. So, it's been a, it's been a so going back to that kind of decision, you know, it sounds like a, a tough time. I, I'd hate to gloss over that without really diving in. Obviously, it's not just, I mean, even leaving a random job can be a tough enough decision sometimes. But there, but this is this is your life. This is with your father and your family, and I'm sure there was a lot of butting heads and a lot of hard conversations you had to have with your father throughout this process. And, but more importantly, a lot of uh, tough introspective moments you had, can you take us through kind of the decision-making process? And like, I don't know, what, what did that look like? How did you, did you get from a point of like, well, I want to try to implement to these changes to, okay, I'm moving to Colorado. Like what did that decision-making process look like? Yeah, it was it was definitely said, you know, it was it was some tough conversations and um you know, it was definitely things would happen, we'd have, you know, certain like arguments, you know, I'd kind of take them step back, think about them and uh I don't know, my, my father was always the kind of guy that he wasn't very fond of confrontation, I would say. So, he would always just kind of put the ball in my court be like, "Oh, you know, if there's anything that you you know, that's on your mind, like I'm here to talk about it, you know, but would never be the one to like, you know, he could tell I was frustrated about things and he wouldn't be like, all right, I can tell you're frustrated about this. Let's talk about it. You know, he does like, Oh, you know, if it's something you're worried about, like I'm always here to talk about it, but you know, kind of putting it on me to like bring it up and to initiate that tough conversation. So, um, you know, did get to the point where, you know, I remember pretty, pretty, you know, sternly about uh, one time we were in the vineyard and uh, just walking up and down rows, kind of, you know, figure out what we were doing, just like either pruning or something where it's just, pretty monotonous task, you know, time and time again, up and down, you know, rows. We only had a six acre vineyard, but when it was just me and him doing a lot of the work, we spent, you know, each task and there was, you know, 10, 15 different tasks you had to complete throughout the year just for vineyard maintenance. And we would do all of them, you know, side by side together, walking up and down these rows. So we definitely had lots of time to talk and, you know, spark conversations about things. And uh, yeah, there's times I was like, Hey, you know, like, I know you can tell I've been upset about this. You know, every time it comes up, I'm, I'm pretty frustrated about it. So just want to talk about this and, you know, really, you know, clear the air about, you know, where I'm at, you know, where you're at and see how we move forward from these things and uh, make it work for both of us. And, you know, a lot of it, I would say just like a lot of, you know, he didn't accept it very well. And uh, I would say that was like my big indication. Like, I don't know if this is really going to be, you know, a partnership that's going to work out. Cause like, you know, I'm trying to express, you know, my concerns and like my, my issues, my wants, my desires, you know, like where I, you know, where I want to do with it, what I want to do with this business and, you know, where I see it working for both of us and definitely want to compromise with you, but, you know, just a lot of pushback, like, oh, that's not going to work or, you know, I like, guess just not how I see things working or, you know, just, you know, not a lot of want, like willingness to compromise. So, um, and, you know, granted, I, I know this whole entire operation has been his, his little baby since, since day one. I didn't want to come in here like having, you know, changing a bunch of things because I know like obviously if you're going to scale different, you know, depending on how big you want to scale, there's changes that need to be made. And I wasn't wanting to, you know, big things like, you know, go from small boutique to crazy huge, you know, operation by any means, but just enough to, you know, have it support us and be able to build it so we can take some time off and step away from the business and have it be able to still operate on its own. Um, you know, so we're not a slave to the business. You know, I, I don't know if he built yeah. it. He, he and that was that one aspect of it that we also kind of disagreed on. He was definitely a uh, really prided himself in it just being like a one man operation. Um, you know, I, I know it, it creates a great product and, you know, we, we did make some great wine, but um, you know, it was very hands-on and had its limitations. You know, it's, there's so many things like, 
you know, if we want to get to that point where we're not so involved and we can take some time off, like we can't, it can't be like a one man operation. We can't have that be like the, you know, pride of the business. So um, just things like that, you know, we just kind of, you know, try to work through, but definitely I kind of ran into that same, just that same mindset with him every single time. Like there was just, you know, a limiting factor for him as far as, you know, there was a certain way he wanted to do things. And really just uh, after probably about the fifth, sixth conversation of, you know, like we get to that same point every time. I was just like, you know, I, I just really don't know if this is the time to make this, you know, work, you know, maybe take a step back and let us do our own thing for a while and, you know, maybe revisit it another time. But um, yeah, it was just a uh, kind of like continuous pushback that kind of just was the uh, nail in the coffin for me to kind of try and go do something else. So. But, well, how, yeah. how long ago was that conversation? The final one. Um, so this was about, you know, I would say I graduated college and I think like March of 2018. And I think it wasn't, a, you know, maybe the very end of 2018 was when I, um, you know, essentially started working other, you know, for other businesses and kind of took a step back. So this was probably like five years ago now, I would say, um, you know, roughly five years ago that I took a step away from it. So it's been, uh, it's been, so it's been fun. You know, I worked about two years, I would say in, you know, hopped around a couple of different industries after that, you know, still in California. And then in 2020 is when we, um, you know, really figured out, you know, real estate was the direction we wanted to go. And, um, yeah, at that time, looking at California, it was really, really expensive to, to get going on that. And, you know, we were still didn't have a lot of money after college. We're still trying to figure out our job. So California was really, really tough to invest in for us. So definitely started looking at other States and, um, yeah, that's when, uh, 2020 came around, we, we literally made the move like a week before the pandemic hit. So if, you know, that was, you know, any different and the pandemic hit prior to us, you know, getting out here, I don't know if we would have still made the move with all the craziness that happened, but definitely uh, glad it worked out the way it did. Cause we've been, uh, I feel like our progression is definitely, you know, expedited since we've gotten out here and um, really just, you know, put our own ambitions at, at center focus and uh, just been pushing for those. So. So why real estate? Um, it was, uh, you know, we were really looking to try and like, you know, at the time figure out what we want to do like long-term and what we want our lives to look like. Um, we had really still, you know, during those like two years, we had, you know, left my family's business, but before we moved out to Colorado, we did a lot of, you know, inner work, I would say, and really just trying to figure out, you know, what we wanted for our lives and how we, you know, wanted to start structuring our lives to, you know, make sure it was something we were, you know, fulfilled with and really enjoyed. And uh, so I think, you know, one of the, I kind of, it's one of my favorite organizations that I've talked to you guys about it. It's called One Life Fully Lived. That was kind of our real big initial, um, you know, push, I would say. Uh, I forget how we got um, connected with it, but um, yeah, we really got close with Tim Road and, you know, really built a great relationship with him. And uh it's basically like a program, you know, similar to similar things we do, like an emerge and, and go abundance, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, just really creating a roadmap for your life and, you know, just really taking a look at where you're currently at, you know, assessing, you know, all the things in your life and how it's, you know, what's in it, how it's structured, the, the time you're spending in each category and, you know, really seeing, getting a glimpse of, you know, where you're at and, and then really looking forward and, you know, building some visions, building some, you know, actionable items you can do to get there. So that was, really what, you know, sparked, you know, that interest for us. And, you know, through all that development work, you know, we really got connected with some, you know, people that had, you know, really 
seem to be really fulfilling lives and, you know, we're really doing some really great things in the world. And, you know, real estate was just one of those avenues that they had used to, uh, to really, you know, help them get there and um, had really been a really beneficial part to their, their success in that factor. So that was definitely something that we, you know, started to get interested in, you know, I'm a big YouTube guy, started, you know, diving into everything real estate investing you could possibly think of, you know, bigger pockets, you know, would listen to their podcasts, you know, I was working and, uh, cause that was one thing I, after working with my dad, I jumped around some different, you know, I worked in like the off-road industry, like at a, you know, parts manufacturing place. And, you know, I thought that cause I, I was something I really enjoyed growing up. I was like, oh, like that'll be, you know, something I want to do. But I quickly found out just like, you know, packaging parts up all day, like was pretty monotonous and like my brain, like I really like to always be challenged and started going crazy in that. And I was like, you know, maybe that's a learning experience. It's an industry I enjoy doing, but I'm not actually out there physically doing it. I'm just doing like one little piece of this, the puzzle and it's you know pretty limiting job in my in my mind so um yeah just really like learn how what i like to do and you know while i was doing those jobs learning you know the, the physical part of it you know also listening to you know how these other people think and what they're doing so um yeah just really was really trying to just develop as much as we could and um that, that was basically when you know like real estate really became more and more a bigger piece of the puzzle uh for a lot of these people so that was when we really started to get like serious about like, all right, so that's kind of our center focus. You know, how do we, how do we get to that point where we can, we can buy some real estate of our own and kind of looking at where we were at, you know, there was a few areas in California we could afford, but there were definitely in parts of the state that were not very desirable and, you know, not a lot of, you know, work that we really like doing in those areas. So uh, yeah, you know, basically got the point where like, you know, like, are we okay at looking at other states, you know, picking everything up and then really going for it. And you know, we didn't have any kids at the time. We only had one dog. So, you know, kind of like everybody, we're like, you know, we don't have a lot of responsibilities, physical obligations right now. So, um, like, there's ever going to be a time. Might as well be now. So kind of went for it. And, um, yeah, it just, it really, you know, it's been great so far. It's, we definitely caught it, you know, pandemic threw things for a loop. You know, real estate got kind of crazy at the time. Um, but, uh you know, they weren't doing a lot of showings right when we got here, but we also wanted to kind of spend a little bit of time, you know, getting to know the area before we bought something. So we were always kind of planning on renting for about a year, but um, yeah, was able to get in, you know, it was still kind of, you know, we got in when it was still rising. It was really competitive, but, you know, glad we did because even over the last year, it's even grown more. So um, we'll see what the next year brings, but yeah, really look forward to uh, hoping to lock down another, you know, either property or, you know, can also you know learn about some other investment types and multifamily and stuff right now so yeah just excited to, to keep working at it so you mentioned um tim road a little earlier for for the listener if you don't know tim road is one of the founders of GoBundance, which is a a mastermind community for for high performing people focus on really making sure all areas of your life are are uh, you know going in the right direction so to speak and that's great. And that, that's, you know, we're all kind of tied to that community through some different mastermind and, and coursework programs that we've done is how we all met. Um, what do you feel if anything you've pulled from, from Emerge or just the GoBundance community in general? Yeah, I would say for me, the biggest thing has been just the uh, sense of like accountability. Um, I, I found, you know, in my life, it's, one of the, like even the activities we do, uh, you know, in that community was, you know, basically, you know, taking the 10 people around you and like, basically, you know, you average out their, I think it was like their monthly or their yearly income. And like, 
basically the 10 people you surround yourself most with is like right where you, you know, you'll end up being. And uh, I think that was one of the most, you know, shocking things to me because it was like dead on for me. And uh, it really like, you know, makes you think about, you know, what, what are those people that are closest to me? Like what value, you know, am I bringing to their, like they bring into my life? What am I bringing to them? Um, you know, and, and not everybody's, everyone's in your life for a different reason. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as if you're one of your biggest things is kind of like progression, like, I'll, you know, like we talk about and, uh, you know, we, we're in each, each other's lives for is, you know, if you really want to, you know, be able to move forward in the way you do, like you really got to surround yourself with those kinds of people and, uh, being able to be exposed to those kinds of people through the community, um, was awesome. And then, you know, we were kind of able to put together like our own local little meetup with, you know, people that just were in the community and in our area. So it was a great, like, you know, in-person physical aspect to it that we were able to create. So, and I know me and Adam, we talk on a weekly basis, you know, really just, we tell each other, you know, like what we're working on. And uh, it's just great to have somebody there that's like, hey, like, you told me you're going to do this last week. How, where are you out with it? You know, what's going on? And, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's really great. It's, you know, when you don't have that, it's easy to be like, oh, you know, I'll just get to that next week, yada, yada, yada. But, and sometimes it never ends up getting done. So I yeah. think that was like the one piece of, you know, emerge that I really found really valuable. And uh, I'm still, you know, really grateful for it to this day. So. Yeah, it was you funny. And, and the, the, um, sorry, Luis, hold on one second, but the, the exercise that Will mentioned earlier, um, part of it, and, and I went through this too, is laying out the 10 people you spend your most time with list next to it, their annual income or what you think their annual income. A lot of people you have to guess, of course, and add it all up, divide by 10 and then compare it to yours. And, and with the idea being, you are the average of the 10 people you spend the most time with, you know, financially, but also in many other ways, but financially is just the easiest way to quantify it. And mine came out to within $2,000. It was just crazy. It was oh. like, Oh my God, that's nuts. So, I mean, oh. you know, who knows if it was accurate, but it's funny how, how crazy close that was when I did that. It was eye opening for me. Yep. Yeah. And you know, like, and there's always those people that you gotta say, you know, don't bring a lot to you you know, in the developmental side of things, like, you know, there, you got to have some people in your life that, you know, just, if anything, just bring you like pure happiness to be around, you know, like you definitely got to make time for those people. It's not like it's, that's one thing I've learned throughout, you know, that a lot of these last few developmental years is like, you know, don't want to go ever like full, it, full throttle into one direction. You know, there's always got to be some sort of balance of everything. And, uh, Absolutely. so, you know, but yeah, if, if you're, you're definitely like, and if your focus is development, you know, if you can, you know, try and structure your days to where, you know, spending the majority of your time with people that are really pushing you forward, you know, and that's what you'll see the most success I feel. So. Absolutely, man. Network is so important. Yep. That's great. So what do you see? So what are you doing with real estate now? You said you, you bought your first house. Mm -hmm. and what have you done with that? Yeah. So, um, you know, things have definitely changed from uh, our initial, you know, it, you know, engagement with real estate, but uh, you know, to start off, we were really, going after the idea of the, the house hacking method as far as, you know, and that's something I've learned throughout this process too. I was, I think willing to, you know, before I got into anything, willing to, you know, make as many sacrifices as we needed to really just get to where we wanted to go the fastest. And uh, that's definitely one adjustment that we've kind of started to make as far as you know, making it work with our lifestyle a little bit better. Um, so we initially, we bought the house. It was a five, two um, and, it has like, you know, two bedrooms downstairs. Uh, one wasn't conforming at first, but, you know, spent, you know, $5,000 to get a, you know, egress window in there to get it all prepped and ready to go. 
Um, but essentially by the time we got the house all, you know, repainted, everything took about a year or so. Um, you know, wife and I really started having some conversations about because just how the house is set up, our, you know, kitchen is would still be a joint space for, you know, us and the tenants downstairs because it didn't have its own, you know, kitchen area essentially. Um, so that was really a defining line. You know, we had lived with roommates in college and, you know, I'd been down that, that road, but at this point in our life, we were, you know, like, do we really want to do that right now? Or do we, you know, sacrifice that income that we could be getting from, from having renters down there and just, yes, it'll push us back time-wise as far as being able to get to the next property. But, you know, we also want to be comfortable at the same time. So um, ended up deciding not to run out the downstairs. Uh, it's still, you know, ready to go. I'm just kind of using it for some storage right now. But um, we uh, we definitely want to, um, I would say, do, you know, follow investment paths that are, that work with our jobs essentially. Um, Cause we've been, we found that we've been really overworked, I would say, as far as, you know, the time we're putting into our, you know, our day-to-day just work stuff. And then afterwards, you know, trying to fit in all of our, uh, you know, personal investing stuff. So just really well, let's level set things. this right here too. Let's let everyone know that you were, while you were mm-hmm. revamping, re-renovating your whole basement and your whole house, you were also planning a wedding in the mountains during this whole time yeah. too. So uh, you, yeah, you were pretty busy out. last year, that, no doubt. Yeah. 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 So that was another, another thing that happened last year. Um, you know, so that was, that was another thing we decided to try to keep low cost and planned all ourselves. And it was very unconventional. We had it literally out on the top of a mountain with, you know, like 30 of our, you know, closest family and friends, but, uh, yeah, so that, and then we were also, you know, progressing pretty quickly in our W2s and stuff like that. So more responsibility was kind of being loaded off in that aspect to us. So we're, uh, you know, starting to try and like stabilize right now and, and really, you know, we're both really enjoying what we do for work right now too. So that's, that's something we have also been considering as far as, you know, initially we were trying to, you know, get out of our jobs as quickly as we could. So we were like, you know, what can we, you know, how can we structure our investing so we can like, you know, escape the W2s as fast as possible. And, you know, that's not really as much of a focus now. We just, you know, want to like also get good at our W2s, but, you know, start to structure it to where, you know, like our real estate's helping pay for us, but, have it be at a more passive, you know, I think that's a great point to make. Cause I mean, you know, a lot of people, especially in the circles we run in these days, I mean, it's all got to leave the W2, got to leave the W2. It's it's just so glorified in many ways about how you got to get out of your job. And for many people, that's the right path. But like you said, if you and Diana are are liking your jobs and, and you like who you work with and you're on the right path and you're comfortable being there, there's no, nothing wrong at all with just, digging into that and seeing where that takes you at least for a little while i mean you can always focus on switching up your path later right yep exactly and you know it it is different for everybody i think it's uh you know if your w2 is like monotonous and you're not getting a lot out of it and it is something that you don't enjoy doing every day like i i see why that's more of the desirable path to just get out as, as quickly as possible but you know for me it's I feel, you know, my, my company really strives in like, you know, developing their employees a lot, you know, constantly, you know, educating you on new things. And, and I think I'm in a unique spot where I get to work with a lot of different like businesses, I'm kind of almost like more of like a consultant where, you know, just helping make processes more efficient. And so I, I really enjoy learning about this and it's things that I feel, you know, if I ever did, you know, want to take a step back and go do my own thing, I've been able to see 
how, what it takes for all these businesses to operate and, you know, basically be able to examine a PNL and understand like, you know, what, you know, how you keep things afloat. And, you know, I think that just the more I can learn about that now and just, you know, be educated essentially and, and be paid, be, continue to be educated about it, um, I feel is really valuable. So, um, yeah, we're just going to continue doing that, trying to, um, you know, and, and luckily we're both in roles where uh, the better we do, you know, we do get, you know, bonus on those sorts of things and commissioned on. So um, we're really just trying to take it to the point now as far as our investing strategies, particularly for this year is, uh, you know, live off our paychecks, you know, really just try and, you know, live not below our means, but, you know, enjoy our lives. And um, that's another thing that it was been a balance is, you know, I was used to be like Mr. Frugal, like don't do anything fun, save everything for, you know, tomorrow and in future years and um, definitely led to like some relationship issues and hard times. So that's been another big learning thing is, you know, you can't always sacrifice everything today for a greater future. Um, and I know that's something that within the development world is sometimes overlooked as far as like, everyone's just like, Oh, like, you know, you just got to do everything, like live below your means and, which, you know, is great to a certain extent, but um, got to, got to maintain that mental stability and health as well and, and, and be doing things, you know, occasionally to, to make you happy and, and fulfilled while like, you're going through the process, you know, it's, it's like, that's one of the things like everyone always says, you know, you got to enjoy the process, but easier said than done. I, I would say it's, it's got to be something you're intentional about and, and, and make time for, or else it, uh, you will fill it with, at least I, in my sense, uh, I fill it with other little things I got to do. And before I know it, I'm not taking any time to do fun family things. And uh, that's a whole other thing to have to deal with. So, um, yeah, just really, really fine on that. So, yeah. You know, well, one of the things I respect most about you is that at your young age and your, you know, your marriage is young too, right? You just got married this past year, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but you and your wife already at this point are very intentional about planning out your lives, planning out your years, planning out your quarters, probably down to your weeks. In fact, um, do you want to tell the listener about your, you go on an annual retreat where you kind of plan things out. Is that correct? You want to walk us through kind of what that process looks like for you too? Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's something we, you know, we've been doing for, I don't know, say two to three years now. Um, we, uh, it was something I, I think I just came across it on a, on a bigger pockets podcast. Um, and, you know, we can plug it in later. I don't remember the exact uh, name of it, but yeah, it was just basically a uh, structured, you know, two to three day, uh, basically they call it a goal setting retreat. Um, kind of a once a year practice where uh, they suggest, you know, just going to a remote location, you know, where you got nothing else going on, no other, you know, because if I stay around the house and try and do something, I'm going to get distracted with other stuff I got going on. So we, we try and, you know, either go camping um, or like just book an Airbnb in the mountains and stuff like that. And uh, spend the weekend just um, like first day is really just kind of settling in, having a nice dinner, you know, brief discussions about some things, you know, how you want your the days to go as far as like, you know, the agenda, that sort of thing. But you know, then basically spending Saturday going through a pretty big list of questions, um, you know, really breaks it down into different gardens of your life, you know, as far as your relationships, you know, kind of, you know, like some of like your investing goals, you know, what, whatever it is that uh, area you want it there, that you're going through. But um, yeah, it's a really cool way to just really be intentional about some of those things and, um, you know, put it on paper. And we try and uh, at least once a quarter, look back on those things we wrote down. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we try and do kind of do our one sheets together and um, on a quarterly basis. So 
those are the things we, you know, when we're doing those reviews, kind of look back at the, uh, the goal setting retreats and, you know, see the things that we kind of really wanted to, you know, accomplish this year and spell out. And, um, yeah, it's just a really great way to, uh, to really, you know, write them down and, and get them, be intentional about them. Cause I feel like that's, that's one thing that, uh, you're not putting it in front of yourself and, and making it happen. And, and even to the point that we found that even if we, we go do these retreats, you know, like the first year we did it, we, we weren't really like reflecting back on it you know, throughout the year. So we really didn't accomplish a lot of those things. So it's like, you know, it's, it's the whole process. You got to, one is, you know, really the act of doing it, but, you know, constantly looking back on it and just make, being intentional about, you know, getting those things done is, but it, it is a huge, you know, helpful tool that uh, has really helped us in multiple areas of our life from, you know, just our personal relationship, you know, making sure we do date nights and that sort of thing, you know, and then also making sure we're on the same page with investing and, um, you know, where we want to put our money and how we, you know, go about our financials and, um, yeah, just really try and be as open and honest about everything. And it really just creates a great relationship for you know all aspects of our life. Where do you get that from, Will? Is that something like the list of questions and all that? Do you have it or do, do you create it? Do you guys work on it together? No, I did not. Yeah, yeah, I got it right here. Let me see. If is that the J Papazan? It is. Yep. Huh. So it's, uh, and I can definitely, I think I've shared with Adam before, um, but uh, something I can definitely, you know, if you guys want to share with the uh, the community. Yeah, kind of we thing. can try to throw it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think it's Jay and Wendy. It's the one thing dot com. Uh, yeah. yeah, Jay and Wendy Papasan were the creators of it. So um, highly recommend it. It's been great. We, we've, you know, condensed it down a little bit because, uh, definitely spend quite a few hours you know diving in deep to some of the questions so we yeah. try to you know streamline them a little bit but uh yeah it's a great starting point for sure i love yeah that. a lot of questions and I, I think i told you my wife and i went went through a lot of those questions on a on a drive a few weeks back when we were driving from charlotte to charleston so it, it's mm-hmm. good a lot of prov- thought-provoking questions that led to some good conversation so i think it's great yep. you guys are doing that man yeah that's really great I'll do that for my uh, 20th anniversary this year. <laughs> How romantic. Congrats. <laughs> no, thanks. No, but it's funny. That's something my wife and I over the years have always talked about doing, but we haven't. Mm-hmm. We do our regular date nights and go, and but we, we just feel like it's so, it is something that's been missing. And maybe to have a tool already that has all the right questions and everything would be great. Because we, yeah. we even put out the time, but not uh, put in the time, but not know. What are we gonna, you know? What are we gonna do? Yeah. What are we gonna ask for each other? You know, we just end up just having a vacation and we don't in regular conversation. So nice. Yeah, and I, I feel I feel like that's the thing too. Is like life is there's so many things you could be doing, and you know, so if you're just really not intentional about you know the time you do have, and because um, it's really easy, as you said, just to kind of do the easy thing if you don't you know have anything planned, just to kind of relax and and you know not want to put you know. So I'm working and just, you know, throw the feet up, but it, uh, it definitely, a lot of great things come from it. So, um, highly recommend it. Great. Well, we'll we're getting to the point in our show where we, uh, we have some rapid fire questions that we like to ask, uh, four of them. And, and basically, uh, we'll go back and forth asking you what they are. Our first one is, uh, what's a, what's a good hack that you have out there? Uh, could be, you know, something that you use to just make you better could be an app, software, a book, a tool, I guess even a, 
this the one thing here with uh for your relationship is is a good one so you can't use that one again um, <laughs> so our listeners are going to get a bonus hack from will talty today because uh you got to give us another one yeah definitely and I, I love finding little tools like that that you know allow me to you know are simple enough to where it's it's not something that takes forever to fill out because that's that's one thing i found that uh you know things take too much of my time um i spend too much time actually you know physically filling them out rather than actually acting on them so um one really cool thing that uh i've been using for years and you know it's been out there for a long time but uh mint.com i would say is something that i i check it you know now on a daily basis for the most part um it's part of my morning routine just uh just checking quickly on the finances. That's kind of one thing that, you know, I take care of for, for me and my wife is, um, you know, tracking everything, making sure everything is, uh, you know, working the way we want it to. Um, you know, we structure everything where, you know, we have certain like automatic transfers going on, um, you know, for things that we, uh, and we've been honestly doing this since before we even got married, as far as I know that's one thing, you know, younger couples getting together, you know, how do you split finances and all that sort of thing, even for, you know, the older couples, it, it can be a, a challenge, but, um, you know, just a great tool to, you know, where everything goes into one portal. Um, you know, I actually have like multiple accounts where, you know, I have like a personal one that, you know, for everything that I buy for myself, I manage that one. Um, and then I have like one account just for like our joint expenses to where, um, you know, I could track everything that we're spending money on. You know, I track our transfers into that to where I make sure there's always enough money in that account to pay for everything. Um, it really just allows you to keep your finger on the pulse and, and then, you know, the budgeting tools on it as well are great. You know, we're able to say like, Hey, you know, we're putting jointly like $4,000 into this account every month, you know, based off what we're, you know, automatically having going in there. And then we can kind of break out like, you know, this is where each category where it goes to. And then, you know, if we're at the grocery store and we're like, Hey, how are we doing this month? You know, you can see like, Oh, we spent three of the $400 we budgeted for groceries. Like we, you know, have room to, to kind of spend here and, um, really just kind of helps you to not get to the point where you're like, oh, wow, like I spent way too much money last month. You know, kind of helps you to be more proactive than uh, reactive, I would say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really been a great tool and uh, I recommend it. It's it's a great thing to. How much does it cost, Will? Free 99. Well, <laughs> free 99. My favorite. My favorite. Free. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Great. Great. All right. Now, what is a favorite? Could be book, a podcast, movie, band, something you really love. So this is going to be uh, going to have to give uh, some thanks to Louis for this one. He, when we, one of the first times we got together, he gave us one of his favorite books, uh, The Go Giver, and oh, yeah. I would say that's uh, yeah, wow. I I've read it two or three times now since you know I got wow. it last year, and uh, it's honestly like a quarterly read for me. It's wow. you know it's really short, like awesome little fable, but really just, you know, high level, a great mindset to kind of just live your life by is, you know, as far as, you know, whatever you put out there, you, you receive back and, um, you know, just starting your life with just giving and that having to be your first thought uh, yeah. in anything you do, you know, how, what value can I provide to certain situations? You know, it's in basically like, that's how your life will be, will be judged. You know, the more value you can give to people, the more you'll receive. So, um, you know, and not really expecting anything in return. So it's, uh, I use it in my, you know, my, my, you know, work environments when I have, you know, business conversations with my customers, it's, you know, what can, what else can I do to, to bring me more value? Like, I don't, my focus is not what I'm going to get from this, you know, it, it'll always come, you know, in return, you know, but it doesn't have to be the focus and uh, yeah, just 
really been a been a really good inspirational book for me so far. So definitely want to keep reading. That's great. You Very know, cool. uh, I think I mentioned to you, Will. Uh, well, obviously that book been a paradigm shift for me as well. Uh, just changed my life for the better. But um, just discovered that they actually have a instructor's manual on that book, and I ordered Ooh. it. Haven't cracked it yet, but I think I'm going to uh, something I want to start to implement with our team because uh, it That's is awesome. it, it is just an amazing book for sure and it's a quick easy fable yeah mm-hmm. so will about um one of the questions we usually ask is uh what is it some advice you could give to your 25 year old self but seeing that you're not <laughs> too far away from that you know just a younger part in life maybe where you would consider really kind of reaching adulthood and um you know what 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 is a piece of advice you would give to that person maybe if it's yeah. 18 or 20 or <laughs> Yeah, I would say, you know, even, you know, 25 was about three years ago uh, for me, but um, even at that, you know, it's that yeah. we're right at that time was kind of when we really started to dive into our, our real estate investing. And, you know, we made that big move out here in Colorado. And um, I think at first, I, uh, I wish I would have listened to, you know, essentially, you know, my family a little bit more as far as what was going to be, um you know, the correct path forward at that time uh, and work for everybody because I was really dead set on like, all right, what's the strategy that we can use that, you know, is, a, you know, something we can do reasonably that, you know, will provide us the most and biggest returns so we can move, take that next step and move forward as fast as possible. And, uh, and that's kind of what led us down this house hacking route. And, uh, you know, it was, we were even looking at some townhouses, like places that we could afford to like, wouldn't be able to rent out at the same time, but you know, would have been more comfortable for our family just, you know, as a whole. And I honestly kind of overlooked that just for my, you know, want to excel as fast as possible and kind of regretting that now. Cause you know, once we got into this house, you know, it was a lot of work. Um, and then getting to the point where we were like, about ready to rent it out, you know, those same feelings kind of came up again for my family. And, uh, you know, just looking back, I really wish, just would have listened to them, you know, more and uh, not just had my, my own wants and desires be the forefront of, of my actions. And, uh, you know, really just, and, and being okay with that and, and not wanting to, I don't know if it was like an ego thing for myself as far as, you know, like really wanting to just like, I wanted to buy like a house a year and, you know, be house hacking them, essentially having them rent it out while we were living there. Uh, you know, so we would basically live for free for the most part, be able to like save up, you know, the living expenses to put towards the next house and just really just trying to expedite this, this process as much as possible, but didn't really think about the, the you know, effect it would have on the family, you know, our, you know, comfortability, our, you know, just mental health as a whole. So wish I would have, you know, really taken that into more consideration. Um, you know, we, we've started to adjust now and, and that's definitely a bigger focus of mine is, you know, I, I'm doing this for my family in the long run. Um, so if, they're not happy throughout this whole process while we're doing it. Like it's not worth it to me. So that's gotta be, and it's one of the the great, uh, we're on a call and I even asked the question about, I was like, you know, how do, how do you, this like work-life balance is like, as everybody calls it. Um, one of the guys that was on one of our calls, he was like, you know, it's, it's not a balance. It's, it's more so like harmony. You got to think about it that way. Mm. You got to have it. It's got to, you know, it's always going to be changing. Like the balance is never going to be the same. Like, you know, there's going to be different things going on in your life where you got to put more effort in at certain times, but you know, just, it's always got to be a constant harmony of the things in your life. And if you're, you know, put too much effort into one and it's thinking other things are getting put on the back burner, like you got to 
take a conscious, you know, effort to, to see that and, and adjust and, you know, certain things will take certain amounts of time in your life, but, you know, but uh, just got to be willing to, to make those changes and, you know, keep the whole boat afloat. That's the whole goal. So what do you think holds people back from being happy? That's something that uh, it's a pretty tough question because I think one of like the quotes that I live by um, and that's been really like prevalent to my life is basically like you can't wait for things to be easy to be happy. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things like mm. I always am like, you know, putting my happiness off till I get to the next, you know, like, oh, like once I complete this one task, I'll, I'll be happy. But I've, I'm the kind of guy I've noticed like, you know, as soon as I get like close to completing this task, I stack another one on top of it. And it's just like a constant, you know, you're always working towards the next thing. And, um, you know, life is always going to be hard. There's no doubt about that. But uh, just learning to, for me, at least has been like really just learning to like take a step back and, and just live in those moments of, you know, success and, and, you know, reflecting on those more often and, you know, not always just looking towards the next best thing and, you know, I, and I, one thing I know I learned about myself through this big, you know, excursion to doing real estate over here in Colorado and working on our house was uh, the way I approach situations is like night and day difference to how my wife does, you know, things that would happen with the house, you know, we'd be looking through it like, Oh, like this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem. And, and she was just like, really, when I look at that, I see like, Oh, like, you know, once we fix that, this will be like a great, like, you know, there's very solutions based. And I was very like problem focused and, um, you know, I, I tie it back to the happiness piece. I was like, you know, if, if I'm always like focused on like all the problems here, like I'm never going to be happy. Like I got to, you know, really shift my mindset around those, how I look at things. And so I think, you know, a lot of it is just being able to take a step back and just be grateful, you know, for what you got in your life. And, you know, I know some of us are, are very driven and want to, you know, have high expectations for ourselves, but got to be able to, to take a step back and just kind of sit in, in the successes you've had and, and uh, you know, appreciate those because or else you're just always going to be shooting for the next thing. And it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> exactly, man. You got to enjoy the journey, right? There's a, there's a fine line between, yes, there's a certain amount of delayed gratification you're going to need if you're going to want to truly be successful, right? You're going to have to bust your ass doing something that kind of sucks right now because it's got some greater reward down the road, but it's a fine line because you, you also want to, you got to enjoy your life, man. Just like you said, you got to, you got to find a way to be productive, but yet enjoy the ride. So yep. I love it, man. Yep. Yep. Kind of like a easy example, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, if you're looking at your, your monthly income and your budget, you know, like, all right, like be disciplined, put, you know, a certain amount of way that, you know, you don't want to touch, you want to put forward to a, you know, certain, you know, future thing. But at the same time, you know, you got to budget money for those date nights. You got to make time for, for stuff right now. And uh, as you said, you know, it's got to be that harmony between the two or else uh, you'll start to lose the one that you're not putting time into. And it's mm. definitely take everything down. You know, as I said, you know, it's totally. doing this for the, for the greater good of, you know, being able to enjoy our future. And if, uh, don't pay attention to all the little pieces right now. There will be no future in the, in the end, uh, even enjoy. So it's a crazy game. <laughs> well, you got a lot of wisdom already, man. And really we're very, very grateful that you're sharing it with us already in our audience. I can't thank you enough. Um, oh, it's a pleasure. It's good stuff. 
We hope you've enjoyed the Wayfinder Show. If you got value from this episode, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will allow us to help more people find their way to live more authentic and exciting lives. We'll catch you on the next episode.